High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. I'm joined now by the most famous woman in Ireland, Dr. Kira Kelly, who made a fatal error in not entering the Fine Gael leadership race, <laughs> and she would have won comfortably. Dr. Kelly, welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you, George. In fact, a lot of people are texting in saying, is this the Dr. Kira Kelly show with George Hook as a guest? Um, now, I'm going to answer some of these questions. As you know, my self-esteem has taken a terrible battering recently, and nobody's sending me questions but in relation to arthritis is there any evidence that moving to a warm climate has any significant effect yes there is some evidence and there certainly is masses of anecdotal evidence and I know anecdotal evidence isn't exactly strong evidence in terms of data gathering and all that but I certainly would have tons and tons of patients particularly older patients who if they go away for a few weeks to Spain or Portugal or whatever yeah 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 they say their chest improves and they say also that they're uh, they're bony pain, their joint pains improve. There are some evidence around that and what we think it is something to do with is, is warmer climates affect the, the, the fluids within joints that, that you're right. more likely to have crystal formation and all in co- cold climates and all that kind of stuff. So yes, there is some evidence to suggest it and there's buckets of anecdotal evidence but, too. But yeah, but like for instance, Americans very often will go to the desert like Palm Springs yeah. and uh, Phoenix, Arizona and places like that because they believe it had some value. I'm not so sure. I do want to go to one because I'm James, poor old James, right? He has toe fungus oh, I know. on five toes. And one foot. I'm in the middle of the toe fungus Are thing. You? Yeah. How's that working out for you? Well, I think it's called Lamisil or something. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard be. of that? I, I have, certainly. And Beyond I put tablets it, or creams? No, or? I put the cream on a, uh, a cotton bud right. and I scrape it between my toes. Oh, okay. Yes, well, you see, you have the easier bit to cure than you have athlete's foot. You have a fungal infection on the skin. It is harder for this poor fella to to get rid of the fungal infection on his toenails. They're harder to deal with. How do you know it's on his toenails? He didn't mention it. Well, because he said he tried, he, he said he tried lasers and stuff like that. Oh, that, that that would mostly be to do with with with, with toenails. Oh, um, what should he do? Well, if he's tried everything and if it's driving him mad, there are tablets. Now, I don't like no, I don't like the tablets myself. I think they are a little bit hepatotoxic, which means they're a little bit hard on your liver. You need to get blood tests because you need to be on these tablets every day for six to twelve months, which right. is quite a long period of time. So, I would only ever su- suggest the tablets to somebody who's gone through all <laughs> the other types of treatments but it looks to me like James has I back up Chuck for a minute I mean why is this stuff as you know I've my famous itchy scrotum oh, has good been Lord. around for years yep. but why is it so difficult to get rid of these fungal uh, things. I think largely, George, because funguses are very primitive organisms. So they're a bit like the cockroaches of, of, of the germ world. They're bloody hard to kill. They're very, very simple and primitive. And the thing is, this is, you can kill 99% of them but if 1% is left alive, they will slowly reproduce and reproduce again. So one of the things that people need to do is treat way beyond, because 1% of them being alive, you won't look like you have the infection anymore. You'll look like you've cleared it. Everything will look like it's back to normal. But if you leave any of the little germs, the little fungi alive on you, they will come back at you. So you must treat far beyond when the infection looks to be cleared. Uh, okay.
The danger when we talk about one thing is we then create panic amongst the masses, a right? Pandemonium among the fungal infections. Yeah, well, no, this is about poor old Rachel. She said his hearing in the last week has become slightly robotic. I don't know what that means. Neither do I. She's now developed a lump behind her ear. She's six weeks pregnant and she's worried about will this infection simply pass? I'm not quite sure what she means by robotic, but anyway, her hearing is altered in some way and she has a lump behind her ear, which we're going to guess because we can't see you, Rachel, is probably a lymph node. So they probably are fighting an upper respiratory tract infection somewhere, probably. Do you know what's really, really, really common in pregnancy, even from early pregnancy, and this is the time of year for it too, is sinusitis. People are getting allergic rhinitis and sinusitis. I would suggest she tries two things before she goes near an antibiotic, which probably won't make much odds to her. Put a bit of Vaseline up her nose to catch the pollen and the dust and all those stuff that's kind of yeah. irritating her because my nose yeah. is irritated as hell at the moment. Um, oh, but funny, so is mine. Yeah. My producer gave me a terrible hard time this morning for picking my nose. Well, but picking your nose is slightly different, isn't it, to being irritated? I think, you're, ir- I think your nose is irritating other people, maybe, George, rather than irritating yourself. Um, what I would say is, is put a bit of Vaseline up your nose to catch the allergens and you like this, And although you could probably predict I'm going to say it, try a, trop- a, a tropical <laughs> try a tropical steroid spray for up the nose, which will actually help decongest no, but the ears. I, 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 you've driven me mad now because I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. Rachel strikes me in the in the subtext of the question. She's worried as a pregnant person. Yeah, I think person, she is. Taking antibiotics. She is, and she probably doesn't need antibiotics, George, because she. But probably is there an issue? Well, for some yes, and for some no. I suppose that's a kind of a vague answer. Well, now take as little as possible when you're pregnant okay. is good advice. Well, I've been reading in my beloved Daily Telegraph. Oh Lord, that you doctors are talking a whole load of horsemen. You're frightening the life out of mothers about drinking in pregnancy. And there is no correlation between having a few gin tonics and any dangers to the child. Well. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because that's an interesting topic. Um, the reason people say no alcohol is not because we think one or two drinks is a problem. It's because we cannot tell you for sure where the safe cut-off point is. And we know that fetal alcohol syndrome, which is a condition that's caused in babies by excess alcohol, is a real and very devastating effect Does on, this a, on mean a baby. That the baby's born and the baby's an alcoholic in effect. Well, the baby's, is that what it the means? baby's central nervous system and development has been damaged oh, by alcohol. I see. But we don't okay. know where the safe cut-off point is. So we say, look, don't drink alcohol to be on the safe side but okay. yes you're right when I was training we used to say to women and it was it was considered normal you can have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine once a week and you're probably fine and it was a socio-cultural thing George because in France and Italy at the same time their junior doctors were being told you can have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine a day and that's normal and th- the difficulty okay. we have now is we can't experiment on pregnant women and rightly so but we don't know the safe cut-off point so we don't encourage them to drink but if you are a pregnant woman and you've had a glass of wine or whatever try not to sweat it too much you're probably right. absolutely fine. Now, Aileen obviously is my age. She's had rheumatoid arthritis for 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. But but she's got a problem. She's waiting to see her vascular surgeon, right? But the, the, she's got um, uh, an indentation over her ankle. Now, this indentation is caused by like a sock or something like that, yes? And Probably. that is because of the vascular weakness that... The, the skin and so on has been damaged. Isn't that right? And she's worried, will it turn into cellulitis or she'll get Generally, an ulcer or whatever? You're not wrong on any of this, George, and fair play. But, but 
Indentations in your lower leg usually means your lower leg is a bit puffy. Do you know, do you know what That's I mean? Right. It's a little bit swollen, so your socks indent it or your shoes yeah. maybe or what yeah. have you. Um, and you get an indentation. We'd like to know, first of all, why you have the, the puffiness. There's a load of reasons for that. That there, there, As you say, yes, there can be vascular causes. There can be cardiac causes. But she's waiting to see a vascular all, yeah, So all of that could be the cause. Yeah. The, the thing that she has said that, that worries me is, is, is that she said her leg is red and swollen and all that kind of stuff. And she's worried about cellulitis I can't tell over the radio airways whether she has cellulitis or not but cellulitis is an infection that becomes progressive and is in the tissue uh, if she does have cellulitis she does need antibiotics and sometimes cellulitis doesn't respond well, to orals and it needs IV right. antibiotics the problem for Aileen is she's waiting to see the vascular surgeon yeah but if she has that cellulitis in the meantime she needs to go back to the doc she does because she no, may that's what I'm yeah, saying she may need IVs I, 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 we don't know yeah I, I'm absolutely with you yeah, all yeah, right yeah, yeah. now um Tess is 71, right? Now, I don't know why she's worried about herself. She's 71. I mean, I count every... I'm a bit worried about Tess. I've read this too. No, but hold a while now. The first thing is that when you reach a certain age, you're likely to have something. But she has a terrible pain in her left groin for three weeks. It's worse when she's sitting and she can't lift her left leg to change gear. Now, like you, I'm worried. Usually I say, aren't you lucky to be 71? But this This looks a bit more. Yeah, this is an acute onset and we don't know why poor Altesse yeah. has this. But one of the things she could have that would cause these exact symptoms, acute onset, severe pain in her groin and not uncommon in her age group is a femoral hernia. You know the kind of hernias men get to get yeah. hernias at the groin? There I thought th- groins were only for men. Do women, <laughs> no, do you know the way rugby player? No, well we all have a groin. We all have, have two we? groins, don't we really? We have left and right groins. All right, so there's women's uh, But she, she could have a femoral hernia and if she does and it's, it's getting pinched, which is why I'm wondering like the fact that it's worse positionally the fact that she can't move her leg and all now she could just have a trapped nerve or whatever but whatever it is here's the thing sorry Tess and sorry Tess's doctor because I don't know who you are it's not good enough for the doctor not to be interested in this Tess probably needs a scan of her groin and she may in fact need to see a surgeon well, with that, actually, I left that out of the question, but I'm glad you being the genius that you are, saw it. Doc, not. Yeah, I, I hate those. I, those, I hate Yeah, them. and I don't like them either. And I am a doc, and, I, and, and that's why, but I don't stand over that. It's not, it's not reasonable for doctors not to be interested in patient symptoms. Doctors have no purpose or function other than to but serve But if she can't sick. lift her left leg yes, to exactly. change gear. She can't drive the car which means she can't get the messages, which means she can't, yeah. you know, live her life. And that becomes a real issue okay. for people as You're they get older. You're not suggesting she changed to an automatic motor car, no? I'm not. I'm suggesting she gets a scan of her groin. <laughs> <laughs> I think these ancient dames are ringing me up here at a fierce rate. I Patric- think they like you, and they're all yeah, younger yeah. than you, ancient <laughs> dames. What do you like? Well, Patricia, ancient dame, age 67. She's pulled something inside her knee and she's limping. Second time it's happening. And I'm supposed to be driving to France. Now, she obviously can't change gear either. I know, I know. Um, but but she, hold on a while. This pulling something, I mean, seriously, isn't, I keep saying this, isn't pain God's answer to allowing you to live longer? <laughs> I don't think I can answer that question, George. God's... Uh, okay, let's just park that w- weird question. Um, I don't know why... She, what she asked is, she said, what could be wrong with, with my knee? And I can't really tell her what's wrong with But nobody else knee. can unless they examine it. Yes, she needs to be examined and she may also need a scan of her knee, like an MRI yeah. of her knee. But what could be wrong? She could have torn a ligament, she could have torn some cartilage, she could have a joint effusion, she could have arthritis. 
we don't know. No. But there's often things that can be done. All right. But, but you it, can't it, find out about that over the airways. My advice to this lovely lady who wants to go off to France and fair play to her is go to your doctor and if you do or if you're lucky enough to be the 51% that has health insurance you'll be able to get an MRI scan if you're unfortunate and you have a medical card and you don't have health insurance well then you're stuck with our crappy public health yes, service that doesn't provide I, I was uh, that I can't say it does, it's, it's but, terrible but you see you dismiss and no I say as soon as I've gotten the <laughs> sentence you dismiss <laughs> it the, the point is well, I'm the head no, of the, no, fe- the atheist uh, feminist front isn't it no but hold a while when you get older, mm. do you not accept that pain is part and parcel to getting older because you're developing arthritis, you're developing yes. a whole pile of things. There are some so sometimes as you're older, pains. you do actually sort of have to say to yourself, well, you know, I'm a bit old and it's all about original sin and Adam eating the apple in the garden or whatever. You're losing me, George. You're losing me again. <laughs> you're with you know, me to, I'm getting older. But and then do you know what me. I mean? But if she has a pain in her knee, Right. Yes. The doc always used to say to me when I was playing rugby, it would have been easier if you'd have broken your leg because a ligament damage takes much longer to heal. So therefore, uh, what's her face? Uh, Tess, is it? No, Tess was it. Oh, Patricia. So Patricia could have a ligament tear, which is a very, very slow process. Or she could have torn her cartilage or all yeah. that kind of stuff. That's no, she right. absolutely could. But she needs to have a checkup. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sincerely hoping poor Patricia has health insurance because it is really, really difficult for people okay. on the public sort of health service to get this kind of thing looked into in a timely fashion. It's it's kind of a bit of another another disgrace in our health service. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to answer this question. Oh, You're not on. allowed to say a word. I'll zip it. Can I drink too much caffeine? I'm on 12 cups of tea a day and I'm worried, says the listener. 12 cups of tea? Sure, you'd have 12 cups of tea. Like... I was given a novena in Knocknacarra Church in Galway uh, on Thursday night and I had 12 cups of tea with Father Ty. Do you understand the concept of don't do what I do, do what I say? Do you understand that concept? 12 cups of tea is not bad for you. Well, of course it is. Too much caffeine is... Now, I'm sitting here with a cup of coffee in my hand and it is my probably nearly my twelfth as well. But just because you and I drink too much coffee doesn't mean we would recommend it to other people. Too much caffeine is bad for your blood pressure, it's bad for your nerves, it's bad for your heart, it's bad for loads of things. Um, so, yeah, we would recommend cutting back on your... On 12 cups a day. And maybe it's habitual, so maybe try decaf but tea. But what about the British Empire was built on drinking tea? But the British Empire was a murderous regime that rampaged across the globe. <sighs> Your political views are appalling. <laughs> they, they, there's nothing wrong with 12 cups of tea. I, I mean, I'm just... You're frightening Try people. the decaf tea. You're, look, decaf tea tastes like SH1T. <laughs> oh, now, this is a really interesting one because the Pope died of this. Hiccups. All oh, right. And he did. I think it was one of the popes died. I think it was Pius XII. Somebody can tell me, 53106, Marie in Waterford. A baby is is she could be hiccuping, and she's only how she's only a, ba- a baby for half an hour. The vast majority of babies hiccuping, and, and Marie may do they hiccup? Yes, they do. And, and Marie may remember this from when she was pregnant. She would have probably often felt the baby hiccuping in utero when when the baby. Was, yeah, yeah, you'll feel babies hiccuping when you're pregnant. It's a really funny weird feeling of, of someone else hiccuping inside you. It's it's a peculiar one. But um, look, here's the thing. The vast, vast, vast majority of hiccups are 
inconsequential, insignificant. For a half an hour. And they mean nothing, okay? And it doesn't, you don't even have to stop them hiccuping. Just let them hiccup and they'll outgrow it. So, so it's probably that. Now, hiccups are very, very rarely, very rarely a symptom of something else. Um, and I don't even want to kind of get into what the no, symptoms don't. are because I don't want to freak out a new no, mother. No, don't freak out um, a new mother. Yeah, I, I, I would suggest that this is probably something and nothing. If you do think your baby is hiccuping mad amounts, maybe go and have a little right, chat with okay. your GP because okay. there are very rarely, rarely things that but, but can she indicate. Might be. But I, I don't... She might be a first-time mom yeah, and I she's reading Dr. The, yeah, Spock and all the books. I don't see it, yeah. I, I, my guess is that this is no biggie and doesn't matter whether your baby hiccups or not. Don't even worry about it. Now... Um, this is, you know, the way you've kind of labelled me as an anti-vaxxer, which is totally unfair. But a lot of attention, listener says, has been about the chicken pox vaccine. Now, she has two boys, five and four. Is it too late to get the vaccine? Because she's 42 and she remembers getting the chicken pox. And chicken pox makes her very sick. Um, provided that the children haven't had chicken pox, no, then it's not too late. They can get the chicken pox. And, and most GPs, and there's a fee because it's not covered under the right, okay. primary immunisation scheme. Um, most GPs will get a chicken pox vaccine in for you and administer it to you for a fee, you know, because you have to pay for the vaccine and the time and all that kind of stuff. Um, but is it too late? No, it's not too late. Why? Would you recommend? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. The reason the chickenpox vaccine hasn't been brought in, in in line with all the other vaccines that we do is that chickenpox tends not to have quite the same devastating effect maybe on someone who contracts it as, say, measles. Measles can kill you. Chickenpox mostly wouldn't. But in chickenpox, like in, in third world countries, like famously amongst the Native American Indians in, uh, in America or in Indian places, chickenpox did kill, no? Well, you, you have to bear in mind that they lived in very different times, different okay. sanitation, different health. They didn't have a health service. Um, chickenpox is mostly okay. I, I'll tell you this. I, I got chickenpox, didn't I? I've no idea. No, but like, didn't a ton of kids get chickenpox? Oh yeah, they? more than seventy-five. I've had chickenpox. More yeah, than seventy-five exactly. percent so of us chickenpox. And hold a while. Now this is important. If you had chickenpox, it meant you didn't get mumps or something. Wasn't there some kind of connection here? No, there's no no okay. connection whatsoever. But that's okay. If you have chickenpox, you're now immune to chickenpox. But here's the thing. Let me just. Say one thing. All four of my kids have had chicken pox. My, my younger two got them together and my older two got them together. My younger two both got really mild uh, okay. viral things. Nothing wrong with them at all. Vaccinating them would have been nearly a waste of time and money because they were absolutely okay. fine. My older two were both quite sick with it. They were both high temperatures, generally unwell and very debilitated with it. And I looked at how sick they were and I wished I'd vaccinated okay. them. I got it now. Chicken pox is bad for adults. Make sure uh, impotent. No. no. Really? No, I, none, none of the above. You do not get impotence, which is not a term we use anyway from chicken pox. But it is, it is more uh, debilitating when you're an adult All too. Right, okay. That's true. I'll settle, I'll settle for that. Uh, Kira Kelly's here every Monday uh, at this time with the Hook Health Checkup. And I'm with the person who says, which is worse, 12 cups of tea a day or two glasses of wine?